Chapter 5, Part 2 of A Problem in Modern Ethics by John Addington Simons. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Chapter 5 Literature, Medicine, Part 2 what has to be faced is that a certain type of passion flourished under the light of day and bore good fruits for society in hellas that the same type of passion flourishes in the shade and is the source of misery and shame in europe the passion has not altered but the way of regarding it morally and legally is changed a scientific investigator ought not to take changes of public opinion into account when he is analysing a psychological peculiarity. This point on which I am insisting, namely that it is illogical to treat sexual inversion among the modern European races as a malady, when you refer its prevalence among Oriental peoples and the ancient Hellenes to custom, is so important that I shall illustrate it by a passage from one of Dr. W. R. Huggard's essays. It may be said that the difference between the delusion of the overpowering impulse in the Fijian and in the insane Englishman is that in the savage the mental characters are due to education and surroundings, while in the lunatic they are due to disease. In a twofold manner, however, would this explanation fail. On the one hand, even if in the Fijian there were disease, the question of insanity could not arise in regard to a matter considered by his society to be one of indifference. It would be absurd to talk of homicidal mania, of nymphomania, and of kleptomania as forms of insanity, where murder, promiscuous intercourse, and stealing are not condemned. On the other hand, the assumption that insanity is always due to disease is not merely an unproved, but an improbable supposition. There must, of course, be some defect of organism, but there is every reason to think that, in many cases, the defect is of the nature of a congenital lack of balance between structures themselves healthy, and that many cases of insanity might properly be regarded as a kind of throwback to a type of organisation now common among the lower races of mankind. Substitute any term to indicate sexual inversion for nymphomania in this paragraph, and the reasoning precisely suits my argument. It is interesting, by the way, to find this writer agreeing with Ulrichs in his suggestion of a congenital lack of balance between structures themselves healthy, and with Lombroso in his supposition of atavistic reversion to savagery. Lombroso, as we shall see, ultimately identifies congenital criminality, one form of which is sexual aberration in this theory, with moral insanity. And here Dr. Huggard is unconsciously perhaps in agreement with him, for he defines insanity to be 
any mental defect that renders a person unable and not capable of being made able by punishment to conform to the requirements of society a definition which is no less applicable to the born criminal than to the madman how little dr moreau has weighed the importance of ancient greece in his discussion of this topic appears from the omission of all facts supplied by greek literature and history in the introduction to his essay he dilates upon the legends recorded by the roman emperors because these seem to support his theory of hereditary malady he uses juvenal tacitus suetonius and the augustan histories to support his position although they form part of the annals of a people among whom pederasty was accepted and admitted he ignores the biographies of the spartan kings the institutions of crete the theban sacred band the dialogues of plato the anecdotes related about phidias sophocles pindar demosthenes alcibiades and so forth does he perhaps do so because they cannot in any way be made to square with his theory of morbidity the truth is that ancient greece offers insuperable difficulties to theorists who treat sexual inversion exclusively from the points of view of neuropathy tainted heredity and masturbation and how incompetent dr moreau is to deal with greek matters may be seen in the grotesque synonym he has invented for pederasty philopodie page one hundred and seventy three properly the word is compounded of philane and pos but i suppose it is meant to suggest philane and podex in a chapter on legal medicine moreau starts by observing that the facts are so monstrous so tainted with aberration and yet their agents offer so strong an appearance of sound reason occupy such respectable positions in the world are reputed to enjoy such probity such honourable sentiments etc that one hesitates to utter an opinion proceeding further he considers it sufficiently established that not unfrequently under the influence of some vice of organism generally of heredity the moral faculties may undergo alterations which if they do not actually destroy the social relations of the individual as happens in cases of declared insanity yet modify them to a remarkable degree and certainly demand to be taken into account when we have to estimate the morality of these acts page three hundred and one his conclusion therefore is that the aberrations of the sexual sense including its inversion are matters for the physician rather than the judge for therapeutics rather than punishment and that representatives of the medical faculty ought to sit upon the bench as advisers or assessors when persons accused of outrages against decency come to trial 
while we blame and stigmatize these crimes with reason the horrified intellect seeks an explanation and a moral excuse nothing more for such odious acts it insists on asking what can have brought a man honorably known in society enjoying apparently at least the fullness of his mental faculties to these base and shameful self-indulgences we answer such men for the most part are abnormal intelligences veritable candidates for lunacy and what is more they are the subjects of hereditary maladies but let us cast a veil over a subject so humiliating to the honour of humanity page one hundred and seventy seven as the final result of this analysis moreau classifies sexual inversion with erotomania nymphomania satyriasis bestiality rape profanation of corpses etc as the symptom of a grave lesion of the procreative sense he seeks to save its victims from the prison by delivering them over to the asylum his moral sentiments are so revolted that he does not even entertain the question whether their instincts are natural and healthy though abnormal lastly he refuses to face the aspects of this psychological anomaly which are forced upon the student of ancient hellas he does not even take into account the fact patent to experienced observers that simple folk not unfrequently display no greater disgust for the abnormalities of sexual appetite than they do for its normal manifestations End of chapter five part two Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey